You are watching Gooch Live. I'm Kerry Goulet, better known as the Gooch, and my co-host is... Paul Rosen, better known as Rosie. Hey, so it's the Gooch and Rosie show. I'm telling you, we've been waiting a long time for this, buddy. Paul, number one. Yes. It's the number one show, and I'll tell you what, many to come. Many to come. So we're here to talk about uh, hockey, as uh, people know it to here in North America, but around the world it's called ice hockey. You know why they call it ice hockey? Because it's played on the ice. Well, true, but hockey means uh, field hockey, and we don't want to confuse uh, our populace outside of the North American border. So That's true. ice hockey, uh, I may refer to that at the odd time, so just uh, make sure uh, you straighten me out. I'll always straighten you out, brother. All right. Well, this is, uh, show is being presented by the Hockey News, good people uh, helping us uh, bring this live to you all across the world. And it's also brought to you by the great people at Christian. I remember a long time ago, man, I was using the Christian hockey stick. They were the best, buddy. They had, do you remember the Christian That's hockey sticks? Christian 1000, one of oh, scoring rates. I'm telling you, man. I, yeah. I had my blade, my Brett Hall blade, and I could rip them in the top corner. That was a long time ago for people that know me. I had hair and two legs back then. But uh, that was I'm questioning the hair thing. But uh, no, I'm going to bring in a picture. I had a lot of hair when I was a teenager. You got a lot of hair in the front right yeah, now. Yeah, well, it's a long time ago. All right. Also, bottom line restaurant. Wayne yep. Cowley's going to be uh, helping us out. We're going to do a show uh, live there in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So really excited about that. Wayne played a lot of a lot of minutes in the uh, in the NHL. Do you know uh, that? No. Yeah, he played. I think it was Edmonton Oilers. 57 minutes. I always say that. I ask people, listen, Wayne Cowley, and they say, uh, listen, he played in the NHL, and I say, 57 minutes. You know his I, line is? I, I only remember, I don't know his line, but I always remember him because 57 was my number that I wore for years, so I'll always remember how long Wayne played uh, in the NHL. What's his line, Gooch? It's always in, uh, Gooch, how many minutes did you play in the NHL? Yeah, you didn't play any, did you? Zero. Yep. Listen, we want to get right into it. Obviously, we're going to be talking about hockey. We're going to talk about travel, lifestyle, and a very important point about health. And yeah. we're going to be dealing with mental health. Yeah, and it's, it's really important, uh, especially nowadays. We're in 2020. We don't have to go back to 1940 and 50 and 60 where we just put it under the rug. We didn't, uh, we didn't you know, bring it to the forefront, but we really now have to people, men, women, children, you have to ask for help out there when there is a mental health issue going on in your community. You must ask for help. And when we're talking about health, we're also talking about what it takes to be a pro athlete or even a weekend warrior. We want to make sure that people understand when you're playing this game, you got to be prepared. And be part of that is being physically prepared, of course. Absolutely. Now, listen, let's dig right into it. Uh, we were, we've got uh, a show that we want to kind of close in on hockey specific. Obviously, uh, the last week has been phenomenal, uh, being the Chris season. The happy uh, New Year's is done now. We had the gold medal game just recently where, of course, Canada won yep. in dramatic fashion. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know what? I, the one thing I love about the Christmas season is I love the Spangler Cup. Like, that's one of my favorite places. You're out there and, uh, you know, Davos, baby. You've been there. Four years ago. Absolutely incredible. And, you know, the, the great thing about that is not only is the hockey unbelievable, it gives a chance every year the Spangler Cup for players who maybe don't get an opportunity to show their talents. and They're playing in their club hockey or they're playing in different parts of the world. But the Spangler Cup is an opportunity for them to be watched on TV and people to see them putting that Canadian jersey on or their jersey for their country. Yeah. The Spangler Cup is one of my favorites. And Canada wins it again the 16 titles. Holy crap. That's and, pretty, pretty and, uh, and impressive. You know, talking about that, Blair Riley, uh, you got to yeah. know him on the Ice Hockey Classic. We take a bunch of players, uh, North Americans, whether it be 
NHL, AHL, East Coast League players. We take him over for Canada versus U.S. in a great uh, tour in June. And he's one of the alumnus. He's got himself a gold medal. And Davos, if it's not on your bucket list, make it a bucket list. Oh, yeah, and and absolutely. If you didn't get a chance to watch it this year, every year at Christmas, turn it on your TV. You get a chance to watch incredible hockey players that maybe didn't get that opportunity for NHL fame, but they get that opportunity to play in the Spangler Cup. One of my favorites, Gucci. And, and I'll tell you what, fine line, as you know, that uh, playing in the pros or playing down into AHL and East Coast League. Listen, let's, uh, we were talking, went to a gold medal. Canada won it, obviously, in the Spangler Cup. Let's talk about the gold medal now that just recently in the World Juniors. Tell me about your thoughts. Well, you know what? There's a lot. I was watching a game uh, with, with my girlfriend's parents, and they're not hockey people. And, and the one thing that when the Canadians scored to go up 4-3, to three, the, the big goal... I cringed, Gooch, and I walked out of the room for a second because I bring a different part to it with the goaltender. You know, that Russian goalie, he's got a a great future ahead of him. Unfortunately, in his mind right now, I know he's thinking he devastated his teammates by that one step. All he had to do was take that one step and poke check the puck, move it into the corner, put his hand on it. He waited. He hesitated. For you young goalies that are out there watching Gooch live, I'm telling you, you cannot hesitate when you're watching a play. You must make a decision instantly. And if he does that, Gooch, I'm telling you, the game, maybe Canada still wins, but it goes into overtime. And then there's not the situation to have Camergate. And I'm going to talk about that and Rosie's rants in a few minutes. Well, let me let me interject. Yeah, because you're a goalie and I'm a I was a goal scorer in my days. I I think a little bit differently. I don't think I don't blame on the goalie. I think it was Thomas. What a heck of a move to score the winner. That was unbelievable. And I think what's really important is is that it wasn't the star coming off the bench. It was a fourth line player who came out and delivered one of the epic goals of all time so I, I think you got to give him credit. Oh no you, don't get me wrong man. I did get I'm, you I'm, Well don't get me wrong because I'm giving this kid credit and then all Hockey Canada and, and, and Canadian hockey fashion it's not the number one guy who gets that huge goal it's always somehow when you go back years and years and years in Canada's history it's always that third line guy that guy that was ready like Henderson when you know back in 72 he wasn't supposed to jump on he jumped on Mahovlich came off boom 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 he scores his goal he's in history it's it's unbelievable so this kid gets his opportunity he only had four shifts that game that entire game he takes advantage of that play and he's a hero whether he plays in the NHL or not doesn't make a difference now he will have that in the back of his mind his memory he will have that forever well the one that I've got is his mother meeting him at the airport what a absolute uh, beautiful sight of course he's a national hero now whether he goes on to the NHL good player now let's see what goes on obviously the the unfortunate thing is the goalie still is going to be devastated and he's going to be torn apart in the Russian press that is a fact when you're a goaltender, you know the pressure that comes with putting those pads on. Now let me change it a little bit to on the actual uh, gold medal. Think about the Hunter brothers, you know, Dale Hunter coaching, of course. Let's talk about that. Could this tandem, him and his brother Mark, could they not be the all-time greatest owners of a junior club, obviously the London Knights? Oh, my God. The London, well, Dale goes back a long time with me being a good friend of Michelle Goulet. He's a very good friend of mine. Absolutely. And Michelle Goulet, for you old... Quebec Nordique fans out there that are watching Gooch Live, you know, Michelle Goulet and Dale Hunter roomed together for a long time. So Dale Hunter was one of those guys who didn't have a ton of talent, but he played a long time in the NHL. 
Some people might remember Dale Hunter. He's famous. What do you think Dale Hunter is famous for uh, in, in his, the average fan remembers Dale Hunter for? Oh, uh, you're going to tell me. I can't remember. Uh, hammering uh, um, Turgeon, Pierre oh, Turgeon. Right. Uh, I think it was Pierre Turgeon in the corner. I can't remember who he hit, but I, th I think it was Turgeon. Somebody write us in and let you're us know. You're yourself. Oh, no. He went after him in the corner and just hammered him into the corner. He got a huge suspension, Dale Hunter, but it was uh, it was definitely a long tongue and move. But the Hunter brothers, all of them, uh, they bring that grit and that old-school Hockey Canada, uh, Canadian hockey grit into play, and they do it in coaching. And a perfect coach for the time of the year that we needed them and I'll tell you what uh, kudos go out to not only Dale but the whole coaching staff and of course uh, everybody involved with the uh, Canada junior team listen let's change it a little bit we've obviously talked we'll talk a lot more about junior hockey we love it but this show is not just about the pros it's not just about junior hockey it's going to be about hockey around the world absolutely so the today we just wanted to share with you the listeners and the viewers what we're going to be talking about <clears throat> we talked about hockey Obviously, hockey around the world plays a big, big role in our lives because we've traveled the world extensively. But we've got great opportunities to talk behind the scenes. And one of the things that we're going to be uh, bringing to you guys is Keith Primo yep. and his son, Caden Primo. We won't fill you with all the details, but they'll be live on uh, screen with us. And we'll be talking about one being a power forward, the father, yep. and the son being a goaltender. Yep. Now, you can think back on when you started to decide to be a goaltender. Well, you have to actually, anybody out there knows anything about goaltenders, you have to have a little bit of a screw loose, have some type of uh, issue with your brain to be a goaltender. That's just a fact. 100% a fact. But anybody, you're it here right now. Anybody that does not agree with that, they are lying 100%. So to have a guy like Keith Primo and his brother Wayne, who brought that style to the NHL, big guys who, who could play power forward, who could score big time goals. Keith scored some huge goals in his career. Now his kid. Fifth overtime. That was a huge goal. That I, was I a think huge it was 152 minutes and one second. Ripped it under the bar, you man, with it. the Philadelphia Flyers. Was that was huge. Um, remind me. I think it was Barrasso. Hey, again, let's make sure we get somebody talking about that. But as you're going through, talking about Caden and Wayne and Keith, mm. they also, there was a brotherly love with the two of them. So we'll be bringing the, that, the stories behind the brotherly love. Continue yeah. on with Caden. Yeah, so Caden, this kid now, he, uh, he he had an opportunity. He's played for, for the uh, U.S. program, not for the Canadian program. And we don't get into that as, you know. Uh, They're living it, down it, the it, States, it, living I, in Philadelphia. I, I understand that. I understand now you see players that uh, maybe are born in Canada, but they have their career in the States or even from the from overseas and then their kid is born and then they play for the country that the kid is born in. I get it. Still a great goalie would look great with a Canadian jersey Absolutely. or another American jersey. That's just Well, me he is going to be playing a Canadian jersey. He's playing for the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, I'm talking about for Team Canada. Anyways, he played in the World Juniors last year Fantastic. as an American goalie. He played great. Unfortunately, they, they lost for them. They lost to Finland in the, in the gold medal game. He played great in that game, though. Yeah. But now he gets a chance. Can you imagine? You're watching your father grow up. You're in the arenas. He's one of the great captains of Philadelphia Flyers. He played with Detroit. You're watching guys here and there. And now you're actually being mentored by one of the greatest goalies ever in Carey Price. How does that feel? Unbelievable. You know, you, you watch uh, Keith and his wife, Lisa, up in the stands uh, watching Caden perform just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what a great moment. We're really lucky. We're blessed. Uh, Keith is a very good friend of ours, obviously co-founder with myself with the Stop Concussion Program. He travels the world with us, as with Wayne, and I'll tell you what, can't thank the Primo brothers. So that's just one of the stories that we'll be talking about, but another really cool story is Nathan Walker. You've had the opportunity 
be over in uh, Australia with us. And, and because sometimes in North America we get kind of trapped within those borders and we only think about the National Hockey League or the American Hockey League, there's hockey all around the world in oh, some yeah. of the spots. I was in a little town called Gore, New Zealand. They have an ice rink in a place where there's only 7,000 people mm -hmm. and they are NHL players. Yeah. themselves. They're wearing all the garb and they're pretending that well, they're Patrick Waz and the Wayne Gretzky. So well, there's it's young it's kids out in Germany that are thinking they're Goulets with that, you know, uh, Mannheim Goulets jersey. Michelle? No, no you, Kerry Goulet. Yeah, um, let's not go into that. So of course, 2000, uh, 2000 points, right? Yeah, two, uh, if you're counting, it's 2009. But um, let's... But uh, hold on, that's counting warm-up also, right? <laughs> no, it's actually... You scored a uh, lot of goals yeah, in warm-up. Exactly. Come on, Paul. Come on, Paul. But no, you that's did. That's unfair. I, you know what? Uh, we won't talk about me. Let's talk about you. Sure. Yeah, listen, I had a great uh, opportunity to make it the National Hockey League. A lot of us want to, to get there. And when you don't, you get the chance maybe to go off and play in Europe. And now it's really advanced. I went over in 1988. Yeah. Think about that. The, the wall, wall was still, was still up. up. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll tell you just, I, I won't go into my career. I just want to tell you one thing. The, one of the greatest moments of my life was the fact that I was there the day the wall came down Can you November the 9th, 1989. So you know the crazy a lot of young kids won't even know what that well, means. Well, they don't even know. We, we talk about a wall. They, are, they maybe think it's a cover of Pink Floyd's album or something, no, right? No, that's even dating yourself, too. I think more like uh, that China wall. What's that thing called? The, uh, the Great Wall of China. That's a pretty big it. thing, Absolutely. too. It took a while to build that, baby. Exactly. So yeah. going back to uh, Nathan Walker for a minute, uh, obviously one of the, the only player that came out of the, the Australian uh, hockey scene, the AIHL, now yep. run by a very good friend of ours, uh, David. David Turek, um, they're really trying to develop the game. And Nathan Walker has been up and down, won a Stanley Cup yeah. with the Washington Capitals, played a little. It, it doesn't matter. You know, the one thing that Nathan Walker has that very few people in this world have, he's got a Stanley Cup ring, baby. I, know, like, I hold beautiful. my world championship ring up here, and I'm pretty proud of that, baby. Nathan Walker has a Stanley Cup ring. And, you cannot take that away from him. And well-deserved, I'll tell you what. He went through, obviously, his life. We're going to have him live in a few weeks talking about it. Uh, next week, uh, we're bringing an Indigenous team uh, from the Ice Factor here to Edmonton, where they're going to uh, do a cultural exchange. They're going to play against the First Nation Cree out of... Uh, Calling Lake, and uh, obviously Nathan wants to do a shout out to them. So we're going to be presenting not only the Indigenous hockey team in Edmonton. They're going to be going to an Edmonton Oilers game. Oilers game. They're going to go to an Oil Kings game, and they're actually going to meet Ethan Bear, who's this is a, huge. Yeah, absolutely, a First Nation out of Meadow Lake. So we're really excited about that, and we'll get Nathan Walker's perspective of how he came from Australia, who does Aussie rule football, NRL rugby. Cricket, oh God, cricket, come on, honestly. Everything and but hockey. And swimmers, you got great yep. swimmers. Yeah. So that's going to be a fantastic. One of the other highlights of this is that we're going to get an opportunity not only to do with pros, uh, we're going to have the opportunity to talk to Brent Burns. Yep, Burnsy. Uh, You know Burnsy. Yep. Of course, Ian Cole, two-time Stanley Cup winner uh, with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and now with the Colorado Avalanche. What a great team, and he'll be able to share a little bit of that with us. And I think also we have an opportunity to go around the NHL. We'll be at the All-Star Game. We'll be at the Stanley Cup Finals. We'll be there telling stories behind the scenes that nobody else, well, well maybe a couple will try and copy it, but we'll be telling those type of stories. But next week is Nathan Walker. The week after is Ron Duguay. Ron, one of my favorites. Ron Duguay, back in the day, he was the guy, you know, living in New York and playing in, on, you know, on Broad Street and with, the, uh, with all the great... Uh, Great Studio people 54. Of, well, we're going to talk about that. We are. We're going to. We're going to have him in between us. It'll be Gooch, 
Rosie and anchored uh, in between us will be the great Ron Duguay with that flowing, beautiful hair. still has hair. it. Oh, I, I saw him a little a while ago. Is it a no, wig? it's real hair. I tried to pull it. <laughs> he, he got a little upset, but, you know, that's, that's where I pull my leg out. And, I, you know, I tell him it was sort of like, you know, like one leg it affects my brain sometimes. Yeah, no question. Hey, listen, we also got to think about uh, some of the cool things that he's going to talk about. Obviously, uh, family show, so we're going to keep it a little bit clean. But... Cher. There's a story about him and Cher, which I can't wait to hear he about. Went on tour it's already been out. Uh, he does a podcast yep. for the New York Post, and he presented this story about Cher, and we're going to ask him about that. Uh, I'll tell you what, we're honored to have that. And then we're going to change uh, ways a little bit. We're going to talk with referees. I know you love referees. We're going to have an opportunity to talk to, just to get the other side. A lot, of, a lot of people that watch these shows, they get a lot of statistics. They understand mm. the game. But one of the things, let's go behind the scenes. Mm. What do referees do? How do they affect the game? Mm. And along with that, equipment managers. Nobody knows what equipment manager does so well, let's talk to them well and yeah an equipment manager they're the ones who are the first ones at the rink yeah. like having a chance to play 10 years for Canada traveling all over the world you get to the hotel you go from the arena you know the hotel the airport you don't have to do anything you get there everything's all set up well the equipment managers they're the ones Gooch they are there before anybody they're setting your stall up they're making things absolutely beautiful for you young women and men out there that are playing this great game of hockey I'm going to give you a piece of advice that will help you a long, long time through this journey. Buy your equipment manager a coffee. Come into that dressing room and say, hey, Johnny, what's going on? Man, how's the family? What's, you know, everything good? Can I talk to you about something? Because they're the ones that work so hard to make sure that your stall is beautiful, that your equipment is set up beautiful, and then they get nothing in return other than the love of the game, say hi, buy them a coffee. That will be great for you in your future. Can't agree with you more. Obviously, when I retired and came home, uh, I had a three-year deal left to play, but unfortunately, uh, my father got sick and I had to come home. And uh, I started playing men's hockey on the weekends, playing for a t-shirt and tournaments and that all of a sudden. And I had to actually go buy a stick. I had to go get tape. Yeah. Well, hang on a sec here. i got to sharpen my skates. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, there is no more truth than uh, the equipment managers, whether men or women, uh, they take care of us and uh, certainly want to talk to them. Going back to the referees for a second, Bill McCurry, who's a longtime friend of ours, we're going to be talking to him about the state of the game now right. and the state of the game back then mm -hmm. when they were, uh, he was a Hall of Famer in 2014. Absolutely. Get a perspective from where we're going, where we are, and hopefully uh, talk about the future of where this game is. And I'm going to, I promise you and everybody that knows me out there, I'm going to go into those interviews with an open mind because I, everybody knows I was not a fan of referees when I played. I actually led, look it up, in 2007, I led Canada in penalty minutes. Um, that year, I led Canada in penalty minutes. It was 2007 or 8, but it was Billy Bridges and I were tied, and I got a 10-minute misconduct in our last shift of the, of, of the last game in, at a tournament just so I could have the most penalty minutes over Billy. Very rarely does a goalie get the most penalty minutes uh, on a team, but I never really had a great respect for referees, and I'm going to go into that with a little bit of an open mind. I once shaked a referee's hand in, uh, in, in Turin before one of our games uh, uh, in the 2006 Olympics, and when I pulled away from the ref, I was missing three fingers, so I, I lost a lot of respect. <laughs> well, it was in Italy, wasn't it? And it could have been uh, one of the I don't know. We'll give it a chance, okay? Right. Well, another great guy, and you love him, is Ray Scam. 
Campanello, Italian, Love him. Uh, Hockey Hall of Famer, linesman, great stories behind the scenes. We want to get some of the behind the scenes stories from them. Obviously, uh, you know, Ray uh, was inducted in, in 2008. You're not going to find a better human being and somebody that's got stories that, uh, I'll tell you what, we're, we're not going to be able to capture no. anywhere else. And there's a guy who was maybe five foot eight, five foot was nine, five foot seven. Yeah. But he re he linesman like he was six foot five. Yeah. Like nobody wanted to get into a fight because he was diving in and breaking apart like a little bulldog. Yeah. And he's going to tell some well, great and stories. And I think what's really cool about that, Paul, is that we're actually going to hear from the days gone by of what they see today. Really cool perspective. As we know with technology, with I got a laptop, I got an iPad, I got an iPhone, trying to keep everybody together. Here, we're not going to be talking specifically about stats, but we want to get those stories that you just don't hear on, on the common... Uh, uh, show so that's why I think people like Ray and Bill will give us that perspective Absolutely. and of course going back in the days of of old with guys that uh, you know Gary Lehman's of the world 50 goals with the Toronto Maple Leafs good friend of ours great uh, uh, ambassador for the game we want to talk to those o guys. only two Maple Leafs in the history of that organization that scored 50 goals Rick Five. Ricky Five and Gary Lehman. All right. That's well, I'll tell you what, uh, Matthew's uh, watching this kid play. He's got a shot at it. Uh, I think he's one of the guys, if there's going to be another 50-goal score for the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's him. Well, Rosie, I'll tell you what, we've talked about uh, what the show's going to be about. Uh, I'm going to be traveling a lot, so in the studio, you're going to be here most of the time sitting in this chair. We're going to be putting some people in this chair. Yeah. I'll be coming up live on the screen, yeah. and we'll be talking. Can I, one second. This is the Hockey News presents the Gooch Live, right? Yeah. What's featuring well, Paul Rosen? What's yeah, up with that? I don't know. We forgot to get the crayon and well, write in uh, Paul Rosen. Uh, well, I, I guess, you know, it's my fault because technology, you need to figure out how these things work. Uh, I sent the wrong file. So well, I know the good people at Hockey News, not their fault. Next week, it'll no, say. No, definitely not their fault. Yeah. Your fault for sure. Well, no, but I want it all about me. No, but you got to do it that. It is Gooch Live, right? People are going to be watching out there and wondering, where's Paul Rosen? So the guy already got his leg stolen. You know, but come on. Well, listen, talking about Paul, yep. uh, as you always do, Paul Rosen, Rosie, let's do a little bit of a, a, a new thing. Yep. Uh, a lot of people know you as a controversial dude. Yep. I'm more of a calm, cool, collective dude because my penalty minutes don't even come close to what you had. So, and I'm more rational. Okay. You're a little bit irrational. So why don't we do a thing called, uh, I don't know, let's call it uh, Rosie's Rant. Let's call it Rosie's Rant. Yeah. Okay, so you know what, I'm going to start off Rosie's Rant. First segment of Rosie's Rant, I am absolutely just, I am so upset about this. Like, how do you not get this right? I'm watching the gold medal game. I am watching Canada and Russia. Everything is on the line. The, the Russians have a power play, and don't get me wrong, I bleed Canadian blood, guys. I bleed Canadian blood. Ten years I put that jersey on, okay? I love everything about Canada. But the puck went over the glass. It hit the camera. You now are depriving the Russians from a six-on-three potential power play. And what drives me nuts about this is you've got every player, every person, everybody in the rink, referees, staff, and they have no clue what's going on. They don't know what's going on. They're looking around like this face on the, you know, oh my God, somebody stole my candy. Like, what's going on? Come on. That's where the Russian coach, he has to just get in there and start just screaming. Because one thing I had, Gooch, over my career is I found many ways to get the ref to change his mind by just getting the ref to go crazy. Once a puck went in my net, I grabbed it, pulled out of the net. The Estonia guy is going crazy. The puck was in the net. The puck was in the net. Pretty but the ref the... was so, hold on, this All is right. Rosie's rant. Oh, yeah, Give me my right. second. Right. And I said to uh, the ref, what's going on? 
on, man? I got the pockets in my hand. And the ref got so disperse. He had no clue what was going on. All of a sudden, the players, no play. The Estonia coach is going crazy. And then, like absolute stupidity, the guy in the arena, he shows the, the jumbotron after it goes. And, and, and now there's no goal. And there I am with my smile. I pull the puck from inside the net. I pull it out. I've got it in my blocker. Guys are asking me after, what did you do? Well, you know what? I took advantage of the situation. That was ridiculous. It should have been a power play for the Russians. I am a Canadian through and through, but that was ridiculous. Holy God, hang on a sec here. That was a rant like no rant. Yep, it was. Think about it for a second. You're talking about a six on three. Yep. They, the, the Russians had absolutely no business to even be at that stage. That doesn't they matter. Should have been, hang on a sec here, let me fit. I gave you your little Rosie's rant. The fact of the matter is, even if they had a six on three, doesn't guarantee that they're going to score and tie the game up. You're right. So yes, I think there was a little bit of a confusion with it. The puck did go out. It hit a camera. Obviously, there was rules. You uh, read the rule book. I think it was section one, 105, 35, section A, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. The fact of the matter is, the call was made. The, the Russian bench didn't go that crazy over it, which I thought we'd get a little bit more. And our good buddy, the professor, Igor Larionov, kind of threw up his hands. And then the undisciplined play after that, you saw the Russians fall apart. Yep. And listen, I love ice hockey I'm not, or hockey. I'm not going to criticize anybody when it comes to it. But I'll tell you what, the fact of the matter is well-deserved wind yep. in, in life. Things aren't maybe going to go your way. It's the adversity, the adversity, Paul, that you have to either choose to lay down in the fetal position or you stand up and take action. And the Russians still had a lot of time to be able to come back and win that game. And they got unglued and we saw the penalties that were going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Still bothers me that it wasn't, it, it wasn't taken care of immediately and everybody had this face that they just lost their dog. It was like nobody wanted to take a, you know, credit for what had happened. That's what bothers me. All right, and, and, and deservedly so. So thank you, Paul, for your first uh, uh, rant. I think it's 1-0 Gooch. Let, I don't think your let point people came decide. across well. Let people decide, okay? All right. I'm going to be a man of the people. Let people decide. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, we want to go into something that's really important. Uh, we're going to, each segment, we'll go with the, uh, uh, Rosie's rant. And then I'm going to talk Gucci's bottom line. The bottom line brought to you, of course, by Wayne Kelly and the Bottom Line Restaurant. I, I just want to talk right now about the fact that this week, I'm honored to be able to bring an Indigenous ice hockey team over to Edmonton, Alberta. And the fact of the matter is, is that these kids live a life that is just unprofessional. Like, it's just unbelievable what they live through. One of the girls that's going to be playing on the team, uh, Jasmine, she has, uh, at nine years old, was taken from her home and has lived in 10 years, 40 different homes. And this girl, through ice hockey, has come out of the, the perils of uh, a life that we just can't believe somebody could do. And she's actually captaining the team for the Karuna boomerangs in Edmonton, and we're really excited about being able to bring that. But what I wanted to do with the bottom line today is actually say this. We've got so many good friends and family members across the world, but right now we see that Australia is hurting. They're hurting not only with the fires, but they're hurting with people laying blame and saying it's their fault, this fault, and that's politics. And I'm not a, I'm not a very good politician, I'll yeah. tell you. But right now, everybody, what's going on in Australia, we all have to stand up. If you got a chance, put a couple of dollars and help support the firefighters. We've got guys all out in Western Canada flying over and helping to take care of these fires. I'll tell you what, guys, this is real. 
This is real. The world is burning. It's not just burning in Australia. It's burning with inside of us right at this particular moment. So it's really, really important. We as a collective audience, we as the adults in the picture, we have to save our planet from ourselves. So whatever is going on in Australia, it could happen to us tomorrow. So please don't take it lightly. Let's make sure we use a voice. Get on Facebook. Get on the, all these social networks. TikTok. Tweets, Twitters, all these things that we can do. And let's make sure we're known in Canada to helping our friends in Australia because we need to stop these fires and we need to stop them now. Yeah, you couldn't have said that a a a any better, Gooch. That was unbelievable. And, you know, having the chance to go to Australia and, and meet some incredible people. Anytime you have the, the opportunity to help kids, and you're talking about Jasmine, that to me, that if that doesn't bring a tear to your eye, and you don't have to give a lot, all you have to do is give. Just help out a little. Allow these kids that you are doing an unbelievable thing, bringing them to Edmonton to get away from the, the grind that they're used to every single day and to get out of that situation with the fires right now and get into Edmonton and meet some of the greatest people in the game of hockey and, and, and play. Yeah. Just play the game. Listen, big shout out to Mari Shaw. She's the one that put this together. It's called the Ice Factor. Icefactor.net, please take a peek at that. Just as we wrap up, I think it's really important. Gooch Live has a website. Go there, the Gooch Live website. You're going to see a lot more stuff about our show, and you're going to see over the next couple of months how this is going to morph into a show about you. We're going to ask you to call in. We're going to ask you to give us some tips on what we're doing, but most importantly, because we're Gooch Live with Rosie and the Gooch, we want to make sure we're entertaining and bringing you all the best of ice hockey. Please, 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 don't forget today, take a little bit of time and go Go on Gooch Live and you'll be able to donate back to Australia and yeah. take care of our young kids. Yeah, and just my final thought on our first show. And Gooch, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this. I know it doesn't say it on the screen, but it's it coming. will hopefully eventually. I want people to know that uh, our show is going to be a little different. We are going to have people find out things about this game that you would never thought happened. Paul Rosen, the Rosie and the Gooch Show. Thank you. You're watching Gooch Live brought to you by the good people of the Hockey News. And the great people of Christian Brothers. Hockey. Christian Brothers, good for you.